for joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. With me, as always, my co-host, your co-host, everybody's co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. And I'm your other co-host, Cam. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023, and welcome to the very first episode of Popcorn for Breakfast in 2023. Halfway through this year, we'll be celebrating somehow, some way... I don't know if this is happy or sad. Our fourth anniversary of this podcast. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Insane. Insane. And we're on our way to hit 250 definitely in 2023. Can we make it to 300 in 2023? Oh, Cam? I think I think that's a softball, Kirk. I think we're going to... Okay. 300 episodes? Is that what you're talking? Yeah. Oh, I think that's easy peasy lemon squeezy barbecue chicken. Because like we're, we're at 228 right now. Okay. So that's this will be 229, right? So then we need 72. This yes, yeah, so this is 229 and then 230 will be our review later this week, which by the way will be of Noah Bombach's White Noise. Uh, we'll be reviewing that later this week, so check that out. Kirk's going to just do that for the entirety of the review. <laughs> We're both going to do it. We're going to be like that's that, that cat review. that robot cat in in the movie Lightyear who like <laughs> opens his mouth and just like <laughs> that that will be the review. Oh, Lord. Um, so then we have, we, you know, essentially after this week, we have 70 episodes to go. Average two episodes a week for 51 more weeks. Oh, if yeah. we don't miss a week, we hit 300 before 2024. Oh, by like a lot, right? Okay, good. Well, I'm I'm not doing the math as you are doing well, it in Well, 50 your head. times two <laughs> is 100. Okay, So I can do we that. could miss quite a few weeks, really. But we okay, won't. We won't. We won't because we love you and we love this. And there's there's too much to talk about. And in fact, that's actually what our episode is about this week. We are out with the old, in with the new this this week. We did our top tens, not on the podcast. So if you're somebody who only listens to the podcast and doesn't follow us on social media, first of all, big mistake. Huge, right? <laughs> uh, like Julia Roberts. Um <laughs> Second of all, our top 10 lists from 2022 are on, on our social media pages, on all of them, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find our top 10s. They were, this might be surprising to you, pretty radically different, I would say. Like, we, we had some of the same, but that's, but that's, I would say, like, seven out of 10 for each of us were totally different. Yeah, the craziest thing is that our number one and our number seven were exactly the same. Every, I know, that doesn't make any once. sense. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick held one and seven, and everything else was just a gamble. Yep, yeah. And so I feel like a lot of times whenever we review things, we're always like, oh, man, we're so similar. And, and the reality is it's true. We do, we do have similar tastes. That's probably why we were drawn to each other to start this podcast other than the fact that we're related. And so we talk about movies a lot. We have similar tastes. But... There are distinct differences in our tastes, and I think that those always tend to come out whenever we do a top 10 list or whenever we do a movie that kind of rides the line uh, between where things that I like end and things that you like begin or vice versa. So it's always an interesting exercise. But we're not talking 2022 because that year is gone over that the past, door is closed the past is we'll, the past, okay we'll never speak about those things no. again and i'll be i'll be honest with you it was not a great year for film so i'm ex i'm kind of excited I, I painfully saw 147 movies last year um 
and I wish that I had done a better year. Like, like I wish I had watched more movies in a better year than, than last year. It's just, sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. Do you wish that you watched more new release movies, or do you wish that you would have just watched more movies in general, or both? I wish I would have watched less new release movies. And, okay. And more movies in general, because I felt like 2022, as a, on the whole, was not the greatest. There are some really big highlights, but... It just, I don't think it will be remembered as a great year for film as like in the way that like, I feel like 2019 is when you think about like Parasite, Avengers Endgame, like there are some really iconic films in that bunch. Help me remember because there's kind of a trend and it's only been in the past and maybe it's been all, all time, but I feel like it's definitely been the past like five years of good year, bad year, good year, bad year, good year, bad year. So if we deem 2022 as a bad year of film, and if we go back to the, uh, the 2021 Oscars, 20 and 21 are a wash, right? Because of COVID. Uh, I mean, maybe, 20 is definitely a wash there. Nothing good came out that year and very, I mean, last year was okay in terms of like, yeah, I'm thinking back like best picture nominees last year was me too. Okay. Um, last year we got Belfast. Don't look up King Richard Coda drive my car. Dune licorice pizza. That's not a great year, right? It's not. No, that's not a great year. 2020, though, Ford vs. Ferrari, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. Yeah, see, that's good. Oh, 2020 because it's the 2019 films. I guess that's what I mean. So, like, Right. Yes. These are the Oscar that's years. A good, that's a good year. That's a good year, I think. 2019, uh, I could tell you right now, it's not a good year because it had Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> as a Panther, Best Picture nominee, yeah. The favorite Black Klansman, Green Book, Vice, A Star is Born Roma. There's a couple of stars in there, but every other year seems to be bad, yeah. good, bad, good, bad, good. Does, do you think that's like Hollywood getting, I don't know, like complacent? Like, ah, we had a great year or I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think it's an anomaly. I mean, I think it's I think it's weird that it happens that way. It does tend to happen that way. But I, if, if it's true, I sure hope that it's true because um, – I'm ready for a good year in film. Yeah. And I, I feel like there could be some options here. We'll see. We'll see. So let's talk about it, Kirk. Let's talk about this. This week, instead of our normal what's popping, what we're going to do is a 2023 preview. We're going to talk about everything that's coming out in 2023. Just kidding. Not everything. Not everything. But we're going to talk about the notable things. We're going to talk about a few different categories. I've got some questions for you, Kirk. Some specific oh. questions that will kind of um give you some some brain busters instead of just like oh what are you most excited about we're going to get we're going to go a level deeper than that okay uh it's going to be a good time and and we've you know Kirk has seen the questions so he knows about this we're, we're not springing it on him we're we're not I don't want to act like we're doing some amazing improvisational thing here when we're not okay but we're gonna we're get gonna into be those guys on tiktok that like oh have you heard the latest dude theory? don't do not do not if first of all if you have if you don't know what guys kirk is talking about consider yourself extremely lucky second of all those guys cause me an inordinate unreasonable and unrational and unsafe amount of rage i just hate them i just really do uh they it is so infuriating rid, 
from my algorithm entirely. Good. I've not seen them in forever. Do you still see them? I do occasionally, and that's how I know that the algorithm is evil because I know that it's it wants me to rage. It wants me to rage comment because I have rage commented before, and I think that's why uh, they're like, do it. Say something mean. But, Look at these guys. Listen to them. We know you're on oh, the edge today. Man. We saw what you've liked today. <laughs> you're gonna. Them. You're making my blood boil, Kirk. Just mentioning them. Anyway, let's talk about 2023 movies, Kirk. Okay. First question for you, and I, I should start by saying, you know, this year, compositionally, meaning the types of films that are coming out, it's it's similar in makeup to 2022 in terms of the number of films that are expected to be released, as well as, you know, we're seeing a high degree of sequels and franchise-based films, which is you know, sadly, the only way that you can get people into the theaters these days. Last year, for example, or 2022, uh, out of the top 10 movies in the box office, all of them were sequel, franchise, or reboot movies, with nine of them being actual sequels, and the other one being The Batman, which is considered, you know, a reboot or whatever. So, there's a lot of sequels going on. There's a lot of reboots, requels, new franchises being started, et cetera, et cetera. So it will be hard to know what this year will look like as a year in film at the end of it, but just know that we're kind of looking down the barrel of a, a year that in terms of its composition and how it's made up is going to be pretty similar to 2022 in the types of movies that we're going to have. But some of the some of the quick highlights, movies that we're expecting. At, on the sequel train, we've got Chicken Run 2, Extraction 2, um, We've got The Old Guard 2, so two Netflix sequels in there already. The Son, which is a quasi-sequel to The Father, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, Creed 3, Scream 6, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Into the Spider-Verse, Transformers Rise of the Beast, Mission Impossible 7, which is called Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Part Um, 1. Dune Part 2, and uh, this is a prequel, but Hunger Games Ballad, Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbird and Snakes, okay? And then there's a couple of other, like, high-profile movies that are not sequels or or not, you know, based on any sort of previous film, and those would be Martin Scorsese's uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, um, Napoleon, if that movie ends up coming out, directed by Ridley Scott, starring Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby. Uh, let's see, what else? Dungeons and Dragons, the Super Mario Brothers movie, um... Asteroid City, which is Wes Anderson's new movie. Oppenheimer, obviously, Barbie. Haunted Mansion. Craven the Hunter. Wonka. Well, Wonka is a franchise. But that's basically a, a few of the big highlights there. But let's get into this year, and we'll, we'll mention many of these titles, and we'll mention a few more. Let's start with the sequels and prequels in franchise films. It's like lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! Prequels, sequels, and reboots. Oh my! Which of those? Which of the films in that? that. Yeah, you're right. Which of the the films that fall into that category are you most excited about? Let's start with most excited about. Most excited about prequel, sequel, reboot. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I don't know if does this count? Can is this qualify? I put this down. Um, Indiana Jones. Does that qualify? Oh yeah. It's okay, good. In- it's, it's Indiana Jones 5, right? Yeah, Indiana Jones 5, Dial of Destiny. I am most excited about that. I'm also most excited about uh, Mission Impossible 7, Dead Reckoning, because 
I mean, you and I got to talking about just the, the series. Um, my wife reminded me that she's never seen a single Mission Impossible film, which, <gasps> what? <laughs> For Shane. I can't, I can't understand that. I was, oh, that, we were watching, um, we, were, we, were, we were watching The Star with our kids. We'd never watched it. And Ving Rhames voices one of the characters in that. I was like, oh, it's Ving Rhames. And my wife says, I have no idea who that is. Said, oh, yeah. You? you wouldn't, right? Right. There's not much, not a lot of his filmography, but it's definitely his his claim to fame uh, was Mission yeah. Impossible. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, for sure. so those two, Indiana Jones 5, Mission Impossible 7, for the sequels are high on my list. Those are both good. Those are uh, those are both up there for me. I would say Mission Impossible definitely. I'm I'm very excited about that. I feel like Mission Impossible is maybe without a doubt. I, you can't say maybe without a doubt. That's like that doesn't make any sense. I'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Mission Impossible is without a doubt one of the most underrated series that exists. Yeah. Top to bottom, I feel like it should be way higher up on, on the, in the echelons of Hollywood history than it is. It feels like almost an afterthought sometimes. So, could not be more stoked for that movie. Uh, but I'll throw two more at you: John Wick Chapter Four, which is just around the corner. It is just around the corner um, in March, and Dune Part Two. Um, really excited about that one. Let's talk about the other side. Least excited about sequels. Do you have any on your list for that one? My least have to be uh, the Hunger Games songbirds. I I don't yeah I don't have any interest. That's on uh, my after. list as well. That's a prequel. Uh, it's and, got uh, Rachel Zegler. Yeah, she's not singing in it. Well, maybe she is. It's called Songbirds, so maybe she's singing in it. But either way, it can't be good. And then something absolutely atrocious that we have. Fast X, which is the 10th installment of Fast and the Furious, no. and Saw X coming out in the same year, the 10th installment of the Saw series. I mean, both of those, zero interest no. past the first two films in yes. both franchises. How I think the real question there is, how is it possible that both have, have existed for as long as they have? I Fast 9 was such an absolute disaster of a film. I hated that movie so much. The fast saga. I thought it was just, just awful. And like you said, both of those, both of those franchises haven't had a good movie in like a really long time. Um, like an actual good movie. Uh, not just good by fast and the furious standards or whatever. And I agree with you. I don't think, I don't think the, the hunger games movie stands much of a chance. I feel like that one is, not in a good spot. Also, pl- can we please stop with the Expendables? There is somehow an Expendables <laughs> sequel coming out this this year, Expendables 4, which I was surprised to hear that they're only on number four. That series, I do not like that series. And the Equalizer 3, Denzel, come on, dude. There's more. There are better things to be doing with your time than making another one of those movies. Please yeah. stop. Please stop. Okay, let's move on. Out, out of prequel, sequel, reboot land. And into Wait, the, before we do, yes. I'm so sorry. No, it go. just hit me. As I'm staring at these titles on my iPad, Fast X and Saw X, will we have a Fast and the Furious and Saw crossover film one day? It should be called Fast X Saw, because then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it should have been this movie. It should have been right. the 10th film for both franchises. 
<laughs> and you have you have all of the family uh, wrapped yes. up. Uh, they, oh they wake yes, up and they are trapped in Jigsaw's evil plan. Right, and they have to get out by their sheer will. Some families in, some families out. Dude. There's like a radio. That what, could be really missing? good. That could be uh, that actually might be one of your best movie concepts ever, Kirk. And thank you. Instead of uh, Jigsaw's trademark little tricycle that he rides around, give him some sort of souped up <laughs> vehicle, and he can just pop up and 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 uh, you know commit travesties upon these people. And it would be great. They could kill off every every single cast member in the Fast series and end the franchise it would i would love that that would be so good oh my gosh and then tobin bell he has a souped up vehicle but his little puppet has is like riding on like a yes like a four-wheel like tykes you know like for a toddler i think this is great i love it i love it i absolutely love that that i can't believe they missed that opportunity it's ridiculous missed connections on the opposite side of things that are not sequels reboots franchise whatever what of which of those films are you most excited about kirk give me cocaine bear with elizabeth banks killers of the flower moon with leo and scorsese i want elemental the new pixar film and next goal wins with uh mr fassbender Oh, that's the Taika. That's the Taika YTT film. That, that's right. That movie has apparently been in the works for a very long time, and like mm-hmm. has been pretty close to done for a very long time. To the point where people, I think, thought it could have been released last year or something. Um, yeah. So I'll be interested to see that one. I, it's it, the concept of it. It's like about a historically bad soccer team. I I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested for sure. I think the ones I'm most excited about. We've talked about Barbie on the podcast. We've talked about Oppenheimer. I stated in recent weeks that I'm most excited for Barbie after the trailers. I feel like also the fact that it's written by Greta and Noah Baumbach has me really hyped. I, I love the way that they write movies, um, both of them individually, but also together. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with another one who's very similar to the Greta Gerwig, Noah Baumbach ilk. And that's uh, my guy, Wes Anderson, whose new film asteroid city releases this year. I believe it's going to Netflix. Um, it's the first movie he's done without Bill Murray since Bottle Rocket, so that'll be interesting. There's some new cast members. Margot Robbie's in there. Edward Norton, who has done a few Wes Anderson movies in the past. It's got an interesting cast. I I did not love um, The French Dispatch, and it was was disappointing to me. I felt like it was his most self-indulgent film ever, and in all the, in, in all the worst ways at times, just like, he really was feeling himself a little bit too much on that one. And so I'm hoping this is a return to form because Wes Anderson is one of my favorite writer directors. I think he's um, stellar. I, I love the way that he does production design. Of course, everybody, everybody loves his, the aesthetics that he brings to the table. And I love his, his, his high comedy and low comedy style. So I'm hoping asteroid city is a return to form for him. Am I correct, Cam, in, if a memory escapes me, that Noah Baumbach actually wrote the, helped write the screenplay for Fantastic Mr. Fox? Is that correct? Yeah, he's done. Noah, Noah Baumbach has, has written a bit for Wes Anderson in the, in the past, including that film, um, which is pretty funny because there, uh, there is a grocery store scene in, uh, in uh, both that film and 
the film that we're reviewing <laughs> this week. Oh, snap. The, the grocery stores are very prevalent in both movies. But yes, yes, he 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 has written with Wes Anderson in the past. So. Amazing. And Fantastic Mr. Fox is my favorite Wes Anderson film. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on. What's our next category here? Let's go with... Um, what comic book movie are you most excited about? Actually, let's start with this. Let's start with which comic book movie are you least excited about? Which comic book okay. movie are you least excited about? Do you want to go first, Cam, and switch it up? I do. I do want to go first. Um, <laughs> this is going to be sad, but I'm going to go with Craven the Hunter, <laughs> which feels like... It feels like a weird choice given the fact that there are multiple DC films coming out this year that it's like, why do they even still exist? Because DC is apparently being hard rebooted. And so maybe the easy, easy choice is like the flash or blue beetle or, or Aquaman, the lost kingdom. I don't know. Um, and there, I think those are great choices if, if, if you so choose them, but there's an element of fun to that in terms of like, what is this going to be? How are, how is DC going to handle this? Like how, how crazy is Ezra Miller? Like, I don't know. There's there's an element of fun. Whereas Craven is just sad. It's just it's just going to be so sad. These like Sony Spider spinoffs that they're they're rolling out are an absolute atrocity. Um, except for Venom, which is only kind of good. And the most recent one was not good. I liked the first one better, actually, even though most people hate the first one. So they're not good. They need to stop. And, and it's going to be especially sad because this one stars Aaron Taylor Johnson. And I like Aaron Taylor Johnson. And I just don't think this movie has any chance, any chance. I think it's dead before arrival. I think it's, I, I don't know. Am I wrong here? Like, is there any way that this thing is good? Any way no. at all? No. I mean, Aaron Taylor Johnson, which breaking news today, what's today? Uh, January 3rd that he has spoken with james bond producers so that's uh a oh really tra- yes yes he has confirmed that he has spoken with james bond producers and uh the broccoli uh dynasty has stated that they will not pick a bond until 2023 so this is one of their early conversations i see that as a very good choice if it happens to come to fruition mr aaron taylor johnson um but they've already stated Somebody has already come out and stated how much they've changed Craven the Hunter to make him fit today's world. Yes. Um, oh my. Which I get, but like you fundamentally changed him and he's a villain. He's so, a villain. He's he's allowed know, to do bad things. Right. Let him do the bad things and let Spider-Man stop him. I, I'm not excited about that one at all as well. Yeah, I think it's got to be bad. If it's not, I'll, I will be the most surprised person on planet Earth. Yeah. Yeah, my least one, my least favorite has to go to Aquaman 2 because <laughs> I tell you, I fell asleep during Aquaman 1 like eight times. I had to rewind that over and over and over and over. And there is one of my, I, I think I probably followed this person, but on TikTok, <laughs> someone out there um, put in, uh, and I quote, this has to be the worst dialogue ever written into cinema. <laughs> And it's a scene on the beach with young Aquaman and Willem Dafoe's character. And it is just terrible. It is oh, just no. absolutely yes. abysmal. I remember what you're talking about. Oh, and just throughout the entire film, just what an, what an absolute disaster. So there's no way Aquaman 2 
hits the right notes on on any scale. So I, I'm just absolutely canceling that out of my mind as being even remotely good in 2023. Yeah, I think it's going to be a stinker. I think it's definitely going to be a stinker. Yeah. Okay. Flip side, the more fun side of that one, the comic book movie that we are most excited about. For me, this is so hard. There are two that are like, I mean, could not be closer. Um, and those two are uh, Spider-Verse, which is now, uh, it's it's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Part one, who knows? We talked about that <laughs> on the podcast. They've removed it. They've. I don't, I don't know what's happening there. Is it a part one? Nobody knows. Um, and the other one that's like really close to it is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'm taking Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 as my most excited about. Um, to this day, Guardians Volume 1 is my favorite MCU film. I love that movie. Um, I like the second one a lot. I think this has potential to be the best MCU trilogy of them all. Um, I'm excited yet really sad (laughs) that this movie is coming out because I have to say goodbye to these characters and this iteration of the guardians and that that hurts me very much because i i just have grown to love them so so much but i i have full faith in james gunn's ability to put an end cap on this story in a way that is beautiful and moving and and right um but yeah i mean across the spider verse is right there that that first spider verse movie is an absolute banger you know 10 out of 10 beast movie um so the sequel looks like a ton of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for both of them, but Guardians is my number one. I think you're spot on. I, there's not really a contest or an argument to be made. If Guardians 3 just does the bare minimum, it will be the best trilogy because you look at any other of our big heroes who have come and gone, um, they're, they're, the, those first two are far superior to any other in line. Uh, because even Captain America, you could argue, would be next in line for that. Captain America 1, honestly, isn't fantastic. It really just isn't. There are key elements that are spec- you know, incredible yeah. to watch, but the story itself and Red Skull, making Red Skull, uh, the stakes of Red Skull high, just doesn't land. So Guardians And trilogy, Civil War isn't a Captain America movie, you know? Like, right. In, in some ways it is, but it's mostly an Avengers movie, and so that one doesn't really count. I think the closest right. one would probably be the Spider-Man movies, but here's the deal: you're t- if you're talking about Spider, like let's let's take let's turn the clock back prior to you know 2012. Right. Talking about a Spider-Man trilogy in the same breath as Guardians of the Galaxy, that answers your question right there. Like Spider-Man is the the hero, you know, of our time. It's like him and Batman are the two. I th- you know you can make an argument for Superman, whatever. But Spider-Man and Batman are are the two characters in comic books who more than any other have resonated with people. And Mm -hmm. so those movies have a level of difficulty that is much lower than doing a good Guardians trilogy. So Unique characters building their entire backstory, communicating that through, uh, so far, just two films. We have the special, but that's separate, right? So... I fully agree. I fully agree. If if they do the bare minimum on this, it will be the best trilogy in the MCU. So sure. love it. Fantastic. I am very interested and most interested in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Ooh. 
Jonathan Majors, there's just, when you get an actor with such focused intensity, that's what like just sucks me in. And Jonathan Majors has that. He has the the task and the level of difficulty that he has already presented and executed well, uh, and already what we're seeing effectively executed in these trailers, that's what I want to see. That's what's drawing me in. I, I need that. I need that in my life. And, and I really want Creed 3 to come out because him entering that franchise and world, I'm, I'm down for that as well. But specifically, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumanium, followed by Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, uh, and then followed by Guardians. Those, that's my lineup right there. Jonathan Majors is, I think I figured out what I like so much about him. He is a, a line-reading extraordinaire. Yeah. He like he is going to find no matter what the line is, he's going to find the most creative and interesting way to read the line. You know, I always think back to that the line that's in the Ant Man trailer where he's like, "So what's it going to be, Ant Man?" You know, like it's <laughs> it's such a simple line, and it could be there's a thousand million ways that you can read it, but the way that he yes. chose to read it and the way that he chose to inflect it was. More interesting than I think anybody would have expected. It's simple, but it's good. I, I and he does that in everything. I thought he was, you know, incredible. And in the harder they fall, I thought he was really good in Love, Lovecraft Country, even though that show didn't move forward. Um, you know, The Five Bloods. I, he's brilliant. I think Marvel is really lucky to have him. So I can I can definitely see why you're most excited for that one. That's my guy. I'm following his career. Yes, Hold sir. On. Okay, let's talk about next. We and and this could this could have some overlap with the superhero ones if you want to do that. But let's talk about big budget films. What which of the big budget you know blockbuster type movies do you think will fail commercially or critically? Meaning <laughs> it will either be a tragedy in the box office or critically panned or both. Which one do you think is the is the has the highest probability of being a stinker? Of being a stinker? Yes. I've got two. I've got two, Cam. Um, big budget films. Just to let you guys know, um, this is a safe space. And if you're if you want to scream while you're driving in your car or while you're doing your laundry or mowing uh -oh. your lawn, uh -oh. if you're watching this in the summer because it's January, <laughs> or you're watching, we have some fans out in California. Uh, so if you're watching out there, and that's it's also still seventy warm degrees in St. Louis right now. It's a, it's a nice balmy. That's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's a Jason Statham film that came out. Oh um, no! A couple years ago, in the vein of Jaws, called The Meg. And now we're getting the Meg 2. <laughs> this must fail. Not even will fail. It must fail. So we do not have the Meg 3 down the line somewhere. No one is allowed to go see this movie. <laughs> I will immediately, if I see you in the movie theater and I look at your phone and it says the Meg 2, I will slap your phone onto the ground and I will <laughs> escort you into a better movie. This cannot happen, ladies and gentlemen. It just can not. You're going to pick it. By that, I'm going to pick it. That's right. I'm going to stand in front and say down with Meg 2. Um, and then Scream 6. I'm uh, very hesitant to Scream Ooh. 6. Scream 5 felt like that should have been it. And I think they are just capitalizing on Jenna Ortega, who is miraculous. Um, her stardom, her her talent, and they're trying to drive it forward. But 
she is not Nev Campbell. And you got to have Nev Campbell. Any of the films that don't heavily revolve around her, they're not good in the Scream franchise. So, you know, it's just, uh, it's the Meg 2 and Scream 6 for me. I like that pick, Kirk. That's a bold pick. That's a surprising pick for you on, on Scream because I know that you liked the, the most recent Scream movie, and I did too. Yes. Um, and I think that Scream on the whole, is a garbage franchise. I don't really like any of those movies other than the first one and the most recent one. I like them both. And to your point, I think the fifth one would have been a great opportunity to wrap the sequel or wrap the series up because you get the chance to fresh start, retcon some things, straighten things out, give give Sydney Prescott a send-off, an epic send-off, etc. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what this looks like. And the fact that they're taking it out of you know they're taking it to new york city this is it's risky it's risky to say the least if they open that film and they're like watching hamilton like i'm just gonna scream bro literally uh or if there's like an in the heights (laughs) reference because uh the main girl whose name is completely escaping me right now and i hate myself for it uh, that's okay she she was in in the heights the movie okay played vanessa that's right she Um, was yep Anything like that would be an immediate red flag and also missed opportunity not to call this movie Scream Lost in New York rather than uh, Scream 6. That's what they should right. call it. Uh, I agree. Scream Scream 2 Lost in New York is what they should have called it. And people would have been like, <laughs> how is it Scream 2? And I would say, here's how. Because the last one, number five, <laughs> was just called Scream. So this one yes. can be called Scream 2 and can be called Lost in New York and can <laughs> have it. a Donald Trump cameo. And, and Macaulay just, Culkin. And Macaulay Culkin, exactly. <laughs> I just think, I'm like, come on. This this marketing is too easy. I could have I could have <laughs> cranked that out. No time flat. Um, I tell you, we are the consultants that they don't know. Exactly. It's us. Exactly. It's us. Um, okay, my big failure, I think it's got to be Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I've got laser vision on this movie. I think it's going to be a stinker <laughs> galore. I think that sadly, Chris Pine is in one of those stretches where he just cannot get a good role right now. He just cannot. And he's a talented guy who's done amazing things, and I love his work. Um, I think he's on a on an absolute downfall for the ages. And... I, I he, I'll, in fairness, I think this could go either way. I'm just betting on it to fail. I'm betting I on it you. to be like critics hate it. That's that's kind of what I'm feeling here. And I don't know that it has the commercial appeal. I know there's a huge Dungeons and Dragons community out there, but what those people kind of like um, is the undergroundness of it. And it has been becoming more mainstream because of Stranger Things and, and all of that. But I just don't know that that fandom will necessarily be, you know, packing the seats and, and, and buying the popcorn. I just, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I feel like that one's a risky, risky bet. I got you. All Fair. right. Let's move on. Uh, what, which of the big budget uh, movies do you think is going to be a huge win? I'm, I'll go first here. I'm sticking my neck way out on this one. I have been pretty much since first call. Um, the Super Mario Bros. movie, and I and I have stated my concerns, and they are valid. I'm officially taking my position that it's going to be good. I, I'm just gonna, I'm planting my flag in the ground. I have said all of the reasons why I think it will be bad, 
And I think they are good reasons. I think the fact that they're trying to do too much in terms of all the ground they're trying to cover in the movie. I think some of the voice casting choices are questionable. Obviously, um, <laughs> that's well documented. I think the fact that it's Illumination is a red flag. But I just feel like Nintendo has so much invested in this being good. Like, if it's good, it is amazing for them. And if it's bad, it hurts. it hurts Nintendo marginally. It doesn't hurt them that bad, but I think there's so much reward to it being a massive hit that I have to imagine that if they're finally giving the rights to somebody to let them do a movie, they're going to have a massive amount of creative control in that process, and they've made a ton of good Mario games. They made very few bad Mario games, and I just trust that this one's going to win and that people are going to love it, and it's going to be heartfelt and beautiful and awesome. I... We're going to be replaying this in a few months if that thing crashes and burns. So just know I'm sticking my neck out. But I I believe, I officially am a believer on this movie. It's going to be like, hey, uh, Super Mario Brothers came out and had $2 million opening weekend. <laughs> and then we're going to cut to this clip. <laughs> no, I mean, let's be honest. It it Okay, gut check. It has to do well. It will. Commercially, it will get, right? Commercially, it will do well. It will get $75 minimum opening, opening weekend. weekend. I think that's mm-hmm. a great estimate. Probably, I, I think there's upside for Hundo. It's April. Mm, we'll see. But critically is the question. Critically is the critically question. is the question. I'm telling you, no matter what kind of quality it is, my son's going to love this movie. He is- oh, absolutely. My 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 sons have already decided. They're like, we love this. This is great. <laughs> They've watched the trailer nine thousand times. Yes, so- memorized. It's it's insane. Yeah, it's great. Um, I, I, I echo that. And I also want to raise you uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. I am so confident that the marketing surrounding this movie has people so interested in how Tom Cruise is still alive based on the one giant stunt of this film mm-hmm. that they've already seen. They've effectively already seen it. And they said, here it is that everyone will go to this movie and this will be and because of riding on the heels of Top Gun Maverick, this will be. Tom Cruise's next billion dollar movie and the first Mission Impossible billion dollar movie. That is how much I want Mission Impossible to succeed. I think it was going to be great. I think it's going to be just out of this world because it's a part one. People are going to want to see it to determine if they want to see part two that will come in a couple of years that it's going to be a success no matter what. I love that take. I especially love the part of that take that is about the Top Gun Maverick wave because I think that's real. I think yes. that's real, and I I don't know that I've heard anybody mention that, but as soon as you said it, I was like, that is, that's real life. People, I think his uh, approval rating went way up as a result of that movie. Way, way up. Yeah, and he's been killing the game for a while. You know, there oh, was yeah, a, yeah. Like with every actor, there's a period of time that, like Chris Pine right now, is not making the best choices. Him or his agent is not making the best choices for films, or they're, they're gambling with it for sure. And... If you look at Tom Cruise's record, like there's movies in his uh, recent history that people never saw, like American Made, which is based on a true story about him just being a a, 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 a private pilot uh, who ended up touching base with the FBI or CIA and yep. uh, ended up smuggling uh, drugs and playing both sides for, for the bad guys and the good guys. And, and uh, there was like this weird gray line and it's a, it's almost like a comedy. And it's also by uh, Christopher McQuarrie who's directing dead reckoning. So there's all of these, that and the, a whole slew of them. You look at him and you're like, he hasn't 
dropped off the face of the earth like we thought he did. He was putting out good stuff. It's just that no one was listening. This one is going to be huge. Love it. All right, let's buzz through these last few questions and we'll just we'll go we'll go quick so that because I think you you have a game and I forgot to mention that at the outset. Oh yes, I do to, have a game. We need to play that game. Um, and I, I forgot to mention it at the at the front of the episode like an idiot, but we're gonna play it. So hopefully you guys are still listening, so you can hear. wait. Let's say right now, right here, say um, uh, we have a game today, and just like take that clip and put it wherever you well, want. Well, I'll do that front. after. I'll do that after. And if you hear it in the final, you'll know that we did it. And if you don't hear it in the final, you'll know that I fell asleep instead. Okay, and went okay. To, went to sleep. So there you go, a little <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> For those of you uh, who are listening to the episode, okay. At this point of the episode, check back to the front if you missed it, and then yeah, if you don't remember, you have to go back uh, and, and look for so it. Stupid. <laughs> okay, real quick, what's the under the radar film, the sleeper film that you think will be good that people are are? It's just not on their radar right now. What's it, what? What is it, Kirk? You want to go? I'm going to go opposite you. I'm going to go Dungeons and Dragons is the one that's going to be better than people expect. I do. Okay. I, do. I like it. I'm going with, I've got two. The first one is Peter Pan and Wendy, which is another Disney live action remake. But here's the thing to look out for. This one's directed by David Lowry, who directed the best, in my opinion, Disney live action remake to date, which is Peach Dragon. And also directed The Green Knight starring Dev Patel, which I really loved uh, from 2021. So I have faith in this. I think the aesthetic is going to be on point. The visuals are going to be on point. It just comes down to the story. And Peter Pan's got a great story. I think there's it does. A, I think there's a really good way. It's a classic. It's it's such it's got such a beautiful look, tone, and feel. I I think this has a chance to be a hit. It really does. Um, and then Unfrosted, the pop the Jerry Seinfeld Pop Tarts movie. I just <laughs> The dude loves Pop-Tarts. This has to be a win. It's a passion project. It's a passion project. All right. Moving on. What's a movie that you are surprised you are excited about? I will go first. Okay. I've got three. I'm going to list them fast. Indiana Jones and the Pick of Destiny. No, that's, uh, what is that? Tenacious D? The <laughs> Dial. D, yes. The Dial of Destiny. Is that right? Yes, it is. That I one, because I'm not. The Pick of Destiny. <laughs> I'm not a huge indie fan, but I. The I'm excited about it. I really am. Uh, 65, which is the time travel dinosaur Adam Driver space movie, which for all intents and purposes should and probably will be an absolute disaster. Um, but I, uh, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be dumb, stupid, awesome, fun. I'm I'm really <laughs> excited for it. And Adam Driver is must must watch TV. So I'm there for that. And I'm gonna uh I'll, okay I'll 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 name this one even though this means that I'm I'm forcing myself to see it and that's M Night Shyamalan's A Knock at the Cabin. I do not like M Night Shyamalan. That I feel like that's pretty well documented. This movie, maybe he's tricked me again. This this movie's trailer is interesting, always- and I like Dave Bautista. I think he's great. So I'll I'll go with those. He tricked you with Dave Batista because he knows you love him. That's right. He's like, I'm going to get him this time. <laughs> oh, he's a Guardians fan. This movie is just for Cam. <laughs> My surprise is um, I'm also going to say 65 because that movie, that trailer just like takes you through turns that you did not expect. And I'm down. And then I'm going to go with Wonka because. Oh, yeah. 
I am documented as the least least favorite fan of uh, uh, Timothy Chalamet. And I, when I saw it, I was immediately angry that it was him. And the more I see his face in that velvet cap and suits, I'm like, well, let's give it a chance. It kind of works. I think... I think I want this. I think I want to see where, how he became Gene Wilder. Uh, so that's the one it's Wonka for me. I'm surprised. I'm very surprised that I have any interest in it. Love it. I'm excited for you. I think it's going to be great. Um, all right. Movies we're most excited for. I'm going to list. I'm just going to, I'm going to list three. Okay. Killers of the flower moon. Oppenheimer and Barbie. Those are the films I'm most excited about in 2023. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to list four just to give one more than you. Yeah, do it. I like that. <laughs> in no particular order. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Killers of the Flower Moon, Mario Bros, and Creed 3. Nice. I'm going to list an extra one since you listed four. What? Napoleon. If if Ridley Scott's Napoleon movie comes out this year, I'm excited about that because it's Joaquin Phoenix. And I've, I've heard, I read an article that Joaquin Phoenix was like fact-checking Ridley Scott live while they were making the movie and they were rewriting the script because of uh, conditions that Joaquin Phoenix was bringing up. And I love that. I love that creative process. I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, and it can only make the movie better. So I'm ready for that. I'm going to give you one more. Kim. No, <laughs> no, I'm going to cut your I'm, mic. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Listen to me. I forgot that this movie was happening. I thought that I dreamed, I dreamt it. Um, Harold and the purple crayon is yes. my favorite children's story. Yes. And I've forced my daughter to be at her favorite. My son, you know, he wasn't buying it, but it's my great. daughter loves this movie with me and I want to see that on screen. Boom. I love that pick, and I'm sorry I just screamed in the mic, but I was so I was so excited. <laughs> that is okay. Because um, yeah, that's a great that's a great pick. That's a great pick. That should be a good time. All right, Kirk, let's play your game. This is called Say What You See Movie Edition. You can did you buy get that this. for Christmas? I sure did. You can get this on Amazon from Mr. Bezos. He'll directly deliver it to your house, and. Let's see what's going to happen here Uh, for our listeners. You can watch the actual cards online on our YouTube channel. Um, And if you want, otherwise, I'm going to describe them to you here in audio form. That way you can play along and maybe you can guess the pictograms. So it's pictograms. It's going to have images on a card and you have to guess the name of the movie. I've got 570 cards that we're going to go through right now. So strap in, Cam. Are you ready? Yeah, let me put my reading glasses on here. All right, I'm ready. (laughs) All right, the first one, softball. You ready? Here it is. The card that I am holding up has a boulder and the letter Y. Rocky. I tricked you because I said boulder. Rocky is correct, though. You were not to be fooled. Oh, there's that wonderful sound. The next one up. It is the number one. It has <laughs> angel wings on it, and there is a bird's oh. nest underneath. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, that is correct. Great movie. Great movie. Fantastic. Oh, you are just you are just doing I'm this steaming. so well. How about this one? How about this one, Cam? We're gonna get crazy. This guy, blue shirt, brown hair, thin man, really thin legs, and behind him we have the word future. 
Back to the Future. He's got his oh Back to the Future. Gosh, you are on fire. On fire. Here's a man. We'll call him Speedo Man. And a little lozenge or candy, perhaps. Candy Man. Boom. Too easy. These are fun. These are like flashcards for the for the love of film. I have gone through I kid you not before. Kirk had we started to pick recording. a game that was so easy so I wouldn't <laughs> rage quit. This is this is where we're at now, folks. This is this is where we're at in the terms of this podcast is that Kirk is so afraid that I'm gonna pull the plug on this whole thing that he's picking easy games so I feel good about myself. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Now I'm gonna I get mean, one wrong. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> How about this one? We've got letters. We've got numbers. We've got what? a colon. It's insane. I've got P A zero zero colon zero zero R I S. Oh what does that gosh. mean? I'll say it again for our listeners who are only listening. The letter P, the letter A, zero zero colon zero zero R I S. Okay. Um, I finally stumped you, dude. What is this? The <laughs> zero, the zero zero colon zero zero has to be something about like time. Um, <clears throat> five seconds. Oh, what? <laughs> Four. I've got nothing. Three, two, one. This is midnight in Paris. Midnight in Paris. Midnight. It's in military because time. That is correct. The zero zero is in the middle of the word Paris. Well, don't put it in military time game. Come on. What is this? Zero I thought zero. You're about to tell me not to put it in military time. <laughs> no, uh, my complaint like, is with the manufacturer. How about two more? Yes. Here's for our '80s fans out there. Can you get this one? This is the word. Pretty in pink. <laughs> That's pretty, is correct. It's pretty in pink. It's literally the word pretty in, in the pink. color pink. I couldn't even say it for our listeners. <laughs> our listeners only are like, what the heck, man? <laughs> I didn't even stand a chance. All the right more reason there. to go to the YouTube channel. That's all I'm saying. All the more reason indeed. Here we go. Here we go. This is the final one for today. Ready. Now, just, just know, again, I have like 600 of these cards. Yes. And I intend to randomly pop the these up with Cam in the future. Okay? Pop quiz. Pop, pop quiz. <laughs> like speed. Here we go. I've got a wolf, a howling wolf. Okay. I've got standing on some bricks, maybe a pair of pets, I don't know, and a winding road. Wow. A wolf. A brick wall of some sort <laughs> and a road, a winding road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Wolf. Wall. <laughs> Are you about to activate a sleeper agent? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Wall. Winding road. Wall. Winding road. Um, Oh, oh, oh. No. I was going to say dances with wolves. It's not dog day afternoon. The wolf wolf is really throwing me here. The wolf. Um, What are some titles with a wolf in it? Or winding road. Or a winding road. (laughs) (laughs) Or a brick wall. (laughs) I have... I have no idea. 
You have been deceived. If you were looking at this card on YouTube, you'd probably guess it because it is not a road. It's a street and it is not a brick wall. It the is just Wolf a wall. Of wall it is street. The Wolf of Wall Street. Well, that is correct. That's just me being dumb. I duped you. Well, here was the thing. When you said wolf, I was like, is it a wolf or is he saying wolf to, to trick mm. me? Um, but I should have known. It's clearly a wolf. It's gray. It's it's howling. I mean, what what more evidence do you need? And wolf was the truest part that I told you. It was. <laughs> it was. Card. I know. I was like, well, that is my game for today. That is my game. The only way that I could stump you is by deliberately tricking you. Otherwise, I think that you would have absolutely gotten <laughs> no. It was a two. good game. It ended up. It ended up being good, which is good. I was glad I got wrong. It's kind of like. You don't want, uh, if you're cheating on a test, you don't want to get every single question right. You know, it's kind of one of those things. Whereas, like, <laughs> you were like, well, I have to pick an easy game, but he can't get every single one right. Otherwise, he'll feel too good. I like the strategy there. It was good. Thank you. Thank you. Say what you see, movie edition. Pick it up on Amazon. They're not sponsoring us, but if they want to, we'd free, be available. Free ad. Free ad. There you go. Free ad. Uh, I don't think they could sponsor us because I believe this was only $8. $8. It's a, fun, it's a fun one. If you like you movies, go. they've got other categories, things I'm sure. Uh, say what you see with little pic, little fun pictograms, and you will hear this again. Mark my words. That's awesome. I got a movie trivia game um, for Christmas as well. That was like $5. And I started reading through the cards and it appeared to me like the trivia is not hard, but it does require you to have seen the film. Like all the questions were things that like you couldn't have known if you hadn't seen the movie, but if you've seen the movie, there's no chance you don't know it, you know? Okay. It's like, that's weird, but it's true. You know how like some people have like never seen, seen the hangover, but they know about like the, you know the wolf the pack and the baby the and, and the and the 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 drumming. You know, there's like there's different things that you pick up if you haven't seen the movie, but this game will not allow for things like that. So, oh, interesting. I've never, I've also never seen The Hangover, so I would be immediately out. On yeah, that there question. you go, there you go. Um, well, that's all we have for you this week. Uh, well, not really. That's all we have for this episode. Later this week, we are going to be reviewing Noah Baumbach's. Uh, White Noise, starring Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig, Don Cheadle. Kirk's going to make that noise the entire episode. It's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, you can watch it on Netflix. So if you've, you're like, I've never heard of this movie. What, what's going on? Watch it on Netflix, then join us on Friday when the episode drops on your favorite podcast network as, or a podcast provider as well as YouTube. And you can check it out then to hear our thoughts. But until then, we are going to... Give a special thanks, as always, to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs, as well as his band, Rhetoric, who created the original music that you are hearing right now. Check them out anywhere you can listen to music. Happy New Year, and we will see you later this week. Talk to you then. Talk to you then.